Drone Warfare and Its Casualties, today, Wednesday, May 22nd. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. President Obama is expected to make his case for U.S. drone strikes overseas in a speech tomorrow. Critics of the program probably won't be satisfied, but this reporter says drones are now a key part of the warfare of the future. Central to it is going to be trying to not have U.S. soldiers en masse in harm's way. Also today, an Afghan author recalls exploring the Bamiyan Buddhas, literally, as a child. And then my father said, do you want to climb the statues? And he said, can we climb that? And he said, yeah. And later, a citizenship ceremony in New York that's just for kids. It makes me feel happy. I always waited for this moment to happen. Plus, Chinese dissident Ai Weiwei's heavy metal protest video. PRI's The World is supported by Medtronic, now accepting nominations for the Bakken Invitation, a global celebration of patients helped by medical technology who make a difference in their communities. More on how nonprofits can earn a grant at liveongiveon.org. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. We begin today with a spotlight on drones. President Obama is scheduled to give a big speech tomorrow at the National Defense University in Washington. He's expected to outline his counterterrorism strategy and to explain his rationale for this country's use of unmanned aerial vehicles, you know, the drone program. Hundreds of U.S. drone strikes have targeted militants in Pakistan, Afghanistan, Yemen, Somalia. The number of people killed is hard to pin down precisely, but the U.K.-based Bureau of Investigative Journalism calculates it's somewhere between 3,000 and 4,700. And within that number are a large number of civilian deaths. Journalist Jeremy Scahill has been tracking the drone program for years. In one section of his new book, Dirty Wars, he describes a drone strike in Yemen that killed a radicalized American cleric in 2011. Anwar al-Awlaki had worked with al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula and had been linked to several plots against the United States. But Scahill also focuses on another drone attack in Yemen that involved another member of Anwar al-Awlaki's family, also a U.S. citizen. When his eldest son, Abdul Rahman, turned 16 years old, he, um, he ran away from home in Sana'a and he went to the middle of nowhere, Yemen, to Shebwa province, where there had been repeated strikes aimed at trying to kill his dad. And he wanted to find his father. His father is killed in the north of Yemen while he's waiting for him there. And, and then the kid gets stuck. It's the, the Arab Spring was going on. Uh, there was fighting in Yemen. He couldn't make it back to Sana'a, to his grandparents' house. So he had to wait in this village for two weeks. He's out one night having dinner with his teenage cousins when a drone appears above them and launches a missile and blows the, the, the kids up. Uh, now, no one has ever made any allegation that that kid had anything to do with terrorism and that you know, his only connection to alleged terrorism was the fact that his last name was Al-Laki and his dad was Anwar Al-Laki. And the Obama administration has never provided an explanation as to why that kid was killed. I mean, it just seems like an impossible coincidence. Why do you think he was killed? Well, I don't know is the is 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 the honest answer. Um in my reporting on it and you know I've done more reporting since the book came out. You know, I talked to a former senior administration official who worked on the targeted killing program and he told me actually that John Brennan, who's now the CIA director, believed that it was an intentional hit that either JSOC, the Joint Special Operations Command, the elite military force, or the CIA had intentionally killed them. Perhaps because, and this happens a lot, the Yemeni government had fed them false information 
you know, that he was a 21-year-old militant or that he had some connection to al-Qaeda. Or he um, he could have been killed in what's called a signature strike, which is this these sort of pre-crime strikes that the Obama administration has been doing in, in certain regions of Yemen and Pakistan, where if you see a group of military-age males in a certain region, um, they'll preemptively declare them as militants and then take them out. It's like pre-crime, like, like the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report. So, mm. you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've, I've dedicated a significant portion of my life over the past couple of years to trying to figure out why this kid was killed. You know, the, in leaks to the media, the administration will say, oh, it was just a mistake or he was near someone that we were trying to kill. But the person that they claim to have targeted in that attack, a, a militant named Ibrahim Albana, is in fact still alive. So, I mean, to, to me, I think that the Obama administration not, not explaining how this 16-year-old American citizen was killed, like why that happened, leaves the door open to people presuming that they did it intentionally, that they sort of killed him in an act of pre-crime, which would really be, uh, you know, a, a harrowing uh, reality. I mean, your narrative tells, uh, you know, tells the story of a boy, Abdurrahman, who simply missed his father and wanted to go see him and then got stuck. I mean, the people who support the drone program would probably say, isn't this just part of the collateral damage?